Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 79 of the Holding Court podcast. Today, we're recapping this last road trip. We'll talk about the new Adam Sandler movie on Netflix, and Justin shares whose poster he had on his wall in college. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Were you so surprised when we got home yesterday from the road trip and I suggested that we watch a flick together? I was extremely surprised because you gave me two options. You said, do you want to watch Housewives? I did. Option one. Mm -hmm. Or watch a movie. And I thought you were sick. In the head? I don't know. I thought I was going to have to call a doctor because never, ever, ever in your life have you said, do you want to watch a movie? Like you never want to watch a movie. Well, not like that. I watch movies if they're on. You get so mad anytime I put a movie on. No, you put on really stupid movies. Like if I'm cruising through the channels and Mrs. Doubtfire's on the guide, we're stopping. Um, We watch... The breakup. Yeah, we did a double flick last night. Well, I put the breakup on. It's true. I was getting ready for that. That wasn't the movie, but <laughs> that was the second movie. No, so we watched. Well, I'm a really big Adam Sandler fan. Me too. And we watched Hustle, and I kept seeing all these rave reviews about it on Twitter and the internet and everywhere in between. And I just. I don't like feeling like I'm, I don't have my finger on the pulse of things that are going on. So now that things are released, are you okay over there? Now that things are released on Netflix, they move very quickly. It's not like when things are out in the theater and people slowly go and see it. When it's yeah. on Netflix, I feel like the world watches it. It's at your it. fingertips immediately. It is. And it was. And I absolutely love Adam Sandler. And... I actually used to put pictures of him on my wall growing up. People would put like Leonardo DiCaprio and I put Adam Sandler on the wall. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? When I was in college, I had Pam Anderson, so. Okay, well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I feel like that's hardly the same thing. What? I was just admiring his comedy and his work. And you had like jumbo jugs on your wall. Which I don't yeah. even think it was your calendar. I've heard this story before, you little pervert. I don't even think it was your calendar. I think it was... Outum. They're married. They're all married, so Outum. No, oh, kidding. it was a collective. <laughs> it was a collective... You guys put your change together? I don't know who bought it, but there was borders. a calendar, and we made it a collage and hung it up. It was, a, it was on our wall. We were in college. Do dumb shit. Was Pam Anderson it? I can't decide. I think she was in like the 90s, like barbed wire. Yeah. But I feel like mine was more just like I liked Adam Sandler and he was like a funny little cutie. I don't think I was like. Well, okay. I almost said something graphic. I don't think I was like doing anything while looking at my like printed out on my HP printer like Adam Sandler. Okay. How about when I was like six, I had pound puppy curtains and bedding. Is that better? I was like, not like, you can't, I just, I don't, I. <laughs> <laughs> Jammed you up. I'm gonna look I don't up know. This. It was just whatever. It, okay. So I, 
was I'm gonna look up this '90s Pam Anderson calendar. Just By the way, my I'm. If you think I'm mad that you had an Adam Sandler poster, you're out of your mind. Like Adam Sandler's the man. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. I have it right here. I know exactly which one it is. Is it a calendar? Oh, look at her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sure. I'd have to like buy a set, I guess, to compete. (laughs) 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 What? I think that's not. All right. I mean, that's not like anything like a mystery. No. (laughs) There is actually this photo of Pam Anderson when she played in the, um, when was the last time the All-Star game was in LA? It's like the. Oh my God, it's been 30 years. Maybe it's like the Hollywood Stars game. But this was like in the 90s. I think yeah. it was like 92. And she's in this jersey and these shorts and like these like white, like it's very, I mean, it's in the 90s, but it's very like now 90s fashion. Mm-hmm. And I would love to somehow recreate that look. Like get in the celebrity all-star game and no, no, no. No, 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 no. Halloween? Like, Is this a Halloween? No, like at a game. Oh, at a game. I need to show you this photo. I have to like sift through like photos of her backwards on a motorcycle to find it. But um, <laughs> give me a few seconds <laughs> and I will. We really oh, got derailed. Man. Let's. Uh, okay, here it is. I found it. There she is. Okay. It's like 1990s. Isn't that cute? Oh, she's got like the long jersey on and the white sneaks. Yeah, it's a look. It's a whole look. Are those like Air Force Ones? I don't. No one's looking at her shoes, Justin, and neither are you. Okay, so but she's got like the long jersey and the short shorts, so it looks like almost like a dress, right? Yeah, Did I, see I guess it right? I thought she I was know. just wearing biker shorts. No, she's been to a lot of the. Oh my gosh, she has an unlimited supply of these shirts. There's a lot of Pamela Anderson Dodger. Is she a Dodger fan? I don't. I mean. I think when you're a celebrity in LA. It's just, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, but there's just a lot. Good for her. She looks great. Um, anyways. <laughs> I'm just admiring Pam Anderson and Dodger gear to get like inspo for um, playoff gear. But back to Adam Sandler. So the problem is I... Loved Adam Sandler movies growing up. Obviously, everyone did. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I still love all of his movies. Yes. So now he's on this more... I know there were a few Razzies in there. (laughs) There were a couple We'll let those slide. Uh, There were a few Razzies, but now his movies, he's obviously going into more serious... Roles. Roles. And I have to say, and I won't say it like that one girl, but... Watching Uncut Gems, see how easy it is to say it normally. I, you're looking at me like you have no idea what I'm talking about. The no, girl yeah. in it, I think her name's Julia. Oh, that dated Kanye. Yeah, she went on a podcast. I want to say the Call Her Daddy podcast, probably. And I don't know, just said it like very strangely. But anyways, okay. watching that in the theater gave me extreme anxiety i've never wanted to walk out of a theater that's the last movie that we saw in the theater together i think what yeah we went to the movie this year and we saw we saw the um what is that guy's name he is in 
uh, Bradley Cooper. He was in a traveling circus. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. See, and I picked that movie out and we went and saw it. What was that movie called? I don't know. The Magnificent or something. I don't know. Um, but that movie, like, honestly, Uncut Gems, I wanted to walk out of, but I wanted to all, it was Nightmare Alley. I saved you the Google. Nightmare Alley. That's and right. that was a trip too. That one I didn't love either. That one gave me anxiety. But That one was dark. So Uncut Gems, see how I'm saying it so properly? It, like, it was so, there was never any rest throughout the entire movie and the music. I think it was high intense, like high volume background music the entire movie. Yes. That, so like, you never really got to like take a breath and like slow down it was just like non-stop like boom 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 action music noise loud weird noises too by the way it's not uh, like i kind of i enjoyed the music like aside <clears throat> from it being anxiety ridden yeah i liked that movie though no it is incredible but i could never i there was never a moment of relaxing it, it's like a hundred the whole time yeah there's no and I don't know what it is. They actually say that people that get anxiety, and this will bail me out a little bit, watch the same movies over and over again. Who's they? The experts. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> because they don't like to not know what's going to happen. That is 100% you, and that was happening during Hustle. Yes. You were asking me what was going to happen to the guy. And I'm like, I have never seen this movie, so I don't know. So what I'll do is well, I'll have to stop myself from looking up the plot summary. Yeah. Because it gets so bad. And not that this movie was over the top. I just think I start to want characters to succeed or I want something for a character. I want something to happen. And I want to know that it's going to happen. And it doesn't always happen. Like in the breakup, I wanted them to get back together. Yeah. You are also Team Gary. I'm Team Gary. Well, I love Vince Vaughn. I want to know who, I want to know where everyone, I want to know where everyone stands on the breakup. Yeah. I mean, Gary, I get it. I understand the argument, but I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Didn't you say that they were supposed to do a sequel to that? Yeah, I think it was in talks, but I think it was best to like leave it alone. Was it going to be called The Makeup? They, there was no way they weren't getting back together after the last scene, right? I'm not sure. I, I mean, you want to think that, but I think when you go, you see someone that you haven't seen in forever, it's easy to forget the absolute dumpster fire that That's true, was but before. they were 100% leaving the door open for a sequel called The Makeup. Yeah, I think a lot of movies do that and a lot of TV shows do that. You also said something interesting about it that it got horrible ratings because it was just like a argument the entire movie. Yeah. I didn't know that. I think Ebert did not give it a thumbs up. I think he said it was like watching a couple fight. Like you were like at someone's house and the couple was just fighting for an hour and a half straight, which is accurate. But did, I think it's funny and the improv is funny. Did Ebert not read the title of the movie? It's called the breakup. Yeah, but you're just living in that space of that like back and forth. And yeah. I think it can be kind of stressful. Yeah. 
Okay. But back to Hustle. Yeah, sorry. Back so to hustle. hustle is, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It is a, I always love, you know, the best part about Adam Sandler movies is his character names in all of them. Yeah. It's the best. Like Sonny Koufax and Happy Gilmore and I don't know. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Stan, this one's Stanley Sugarman. Sugarman. So Stanley Sugarman is kind of this like down and out scout down and out scout for I don't think he's a down and out scout. I think he is like He's a grinder. He's a hustler. He is a grinder. He's but I think he's pretty respected in the game. I don't think he's, he's like respected a joke. by I I would argue, yeah. He's well respected. Yeah. People were like he has a good eye yeah. and like can see talent, but so he is the scout. We can't blow it for everyone. No, this is like you look up on IMDb and say, what's this movie about? And this okay. is what it's going to tell you. I'm helping people that might have anxiety about watching it. No, no anxiety. It's a great movie. So he is a scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. Yep. And he is, I'll just leave it at, he's trying to find like the next big star. Yeah. Overseas. Yes. And so it starts with him traveling and going through all that. And it's great. I think it was good. It was as much as I was worried about being anxious and I was anxious, I think it like, I don't know. I don't want to give it away, but like, I think it was like, it didn't take me on as much of a ride as I guess I thought it was going to go on a little different than uncut gems. I thought there was like, it was a really serious movie, but there were brief moments of like humor in the movie, which I thought was good. I think that so it's not like a Adam Sandler like where you're laughing your ass off like the whole movie, but there is some good like little bits of humor throughout the movie, which are I enjoyed. Yeah, I think so. I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. Also, there was good. I don't know if I'll watch it again. That's a thing with like movies now. I don't know if we have those movies that you watch over and over again. I think. I'll watch it again because I didn't realize how many like actual NBA players and coaches and people were in the movie. That's like true. there are so many actual NBA guys. That is cool. If you, when you finish it, if you watch it at the very end, they go through and do a whole montage of yeah. everyone that was in the movie that you might've recognized or thought, Oh, I know that person, but I can't think of their name. They'll go through and show footage of everyone. So well, the cool part is that even like the older guys, like for example, Shaquille O'Neal is in it. Sorry to spoil that for you, but they show like they show montage of Shaquille like hoop like playing basketball, Hooping. not Hooping. not on the set of <laughs> TNT like breaking down a basketball game. They show video of him playing and like all the older guys that are in the movie. Yeah, they show clips of them from when they were playing, which is pretty cool. Which is also kind of a big deal. A big moment. I won't spoil it, but in the movie, we are just towing the line here. The clip, the video clips of old basketball players playing. Yeah, and Adam Sandler is a hooper. He loves to show up to pick up basketball games in New York in real life. Yeah, IRL. Yeah, it's one of my favorite memes. Is like about how much money he has. No, but it shows like all of it's like all of his like co-stars, like all of these like women of Hollywood that are all like to the nines and done up. And then it's side by side with 
Adam Sandler and his different outfits. And they're all like four XL basketball shorts and like a sporting goods t-shirt. It's the best. I mean, this guy has <laughs> He just so doesn't care. He's got so much money, so famous, and he just doesn't care. He just is wants to live in basketball gear all the time. I just love that he's just true to himself. He has so much money. It's unbelievable. Like when you really think about it. And he's just like wearing like a 3X like Superman t-shirt and like basketball shorts past the knee. And, and I feel, the, and I feel like thoughts. he actually, he refers to himself as the Sandman. Yeah, he has like a little like alter ego thing going on. Like he talks like that. Yeah, he does go into that voice. When he did, when he came out for the um, California Strong softball event. Uh-huh. He was, he played in the event and he got on the microphone and he literally talked in like his, I don't know. I don't know if it's his alter ego or if that's just how he always talks. But that Adam Sandler voice and said the sand, the sand man. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> that was pretty good. But, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things to rewatch all the time. And I don't know, you probably get annoyed at me is his stand, his last stand up that he did. No, it's hundred percent comedy. I, if you haven't seen that one, I think it's on Netflix too. It's basically half music, half stand up comedy. And it is phenomenal. I just saw a meme that says Adam Sandler movie starter pack. It says hot love interest, not him, but an annoying kid, him working a minimum wage or low paying job and him screaming at one point. <laughs> and I feel like that's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. There always is that like big scream. Yeah. Are you now trying to think of it? I was thinking of where the big scream moment was in um, Hustle and there is one. Oh yeah, you don't spoil it. I, I'm not gonna spoil it. I just I worry about that. I know. People get really mad. Like I've had people spoil like I will avoid the internet if I know I need to watch a finale of something. Like when I used to watch like I don't know, be like Bachelor or like um I don't know, kind of like a reality competition show and I would be like, I'm not I'm staying off social media, I'm not I'm avoiding spoilers. And then there would always be someone that would be like sending me something or i don't know just annoys me I feel like it's beyond rude it's really rude actually it's like big pet peeve yeah i don't like it speaking of spoiling and this is not on your list but i just thought about talking about it oh okay and i think it's kind of cool to tell your listeners maybe they'll try it uh our golf league that we're in with the new york times wordle oh yeah you want to explain it to everyone? It's kind of I was of cool. not, I didn't know where you were going. Yeah, I just thought about it because you talked about spoiling and it's hard for us to be in the same household and do the wordle and not have to like give anything away to anyone, to you when yeah. I've already done it or you give anything to me when you've already done it. So wordle, if anyone's still doing it, I think it came kind of into strong popularity around the holidays. Yeah, and we I think it's already to, faded off, but I think this is a new way to kind of bring it back because it's kind of cool to do with your group of friends. I think people or family are, or whoever. People are still doing it. I just don't know if they're posting about it. I don't know. I'm sure like it dropped off a lot, but I have a group of friends and they are in, I guess, well, some of them are marathon ambassadors, not all of them, yeah. but 
It's a group of like seven of us. And well, one our, of them's Phil. He's been on the podcast. Yeah. So Phil is the grand marshal of this game, or I don't know what you would call it, like the um, official. Yeah. The course the course, course master, of, like course, in uh, Holy Moly. Joe. Course marshal. <laughs> course marshal <laughs> Joe. Course marshal. If anyone watches Holy Moly, we thought we were the only two, but I think Kike watches it actually. Yeah. Um, anywho, so Phil runs this and it is a group chat and you submit your wordle every day and it's scored like golf. So par is four guesses Yeah. and can obviously go up to two over and three under. Well, you get a hole in one, it's minus three. Yeah. You get it in two guesses. It's an eagle. You get it in three guesses. It's a birdie. Four is a par. Five is a bogey. Six is a double. And basically you put. That was good how you did that. You basically you pay for eighteen days, and everyone submits their blank, their blanked out version mm-hmm. of their puzzle. Very important. And then Phil keeps score, and we're on hole what fifteen now? I think so. I, I'm by the way terrible at this game. He's not great. I it's it's like it's like my real golf game. <laughs> Lots of bogeys, couple pars. Although today I I eagled because Phil gave me a huge he gave everyone a big yeah hint. I actually got my first hole in one today yeah you're not supposed to give hints that's the hard part is thinking if everyone in the group is done yeah and then maybe there's someone that hasn't went before Phil posts this daily score update and then you say oh my gosh I can't believe. This, this, or this. And the person that hasn't done it is like, oh, thank you. And then it's, I guess it's fair game. Like they, I think Phil was trying to like give penalties because I think he did it one day and then I don't know. He was trying to give a penalty for accidentally doing it. And I was like. Well, he gave a big clue today because the word for today was donor. And Phil, if you listen to his episode, um, has a very huge soft spot for his kidney donor. And he actually had just posted about him on Instagram. And he said in the chat today that, oh, this the word today brought me to tears. And so I was like, all right, I don't know Phil that well. And so my mind started going this morning. And I'm like, <laughs> is this something serious like and sentimental and like near and dear to his heart? Or is he like trying to throw everyone off? And is the actual word onion because he's like it brought me this the word today brings me to tears and i was like i thought he said it may makes me and then cry emoji i thought he said brings me to tears Mm. whatever maybe i read it wrong (laughs) but i was like he's trying to throw everyone off so he can win and the word is going to be onion which is a great word for wordle because it's a double o and an i three vowels two n's that would be an unbelievable word for Wordle. I can't believe they haven't used it yet. And I was like, I got it. I'm going to get a hole in one today. And I put onion and I was wrong. And I was like, shit. He was being serious. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went donor. <laughs> I, got I mean, his own wife got it in four. So I it know. wasn't like everyone had different ideas. Yeah. Everyone should have shared what their first word was after the clue. Someone else, uh, I, I think someone said dream donor. Oh, Gabriel. Was it Gabriel? Yeah, probably. And mine said onion. <laughs> it was kind of funny. The worst Same thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had just posted his donors. So yeah. 
It was fresh in my mind. Anyway, that's a fun game. You can play with your friends. It's 18 days. You turn in, keep score. I think Courtney's actually winning right now. She's like 11 under. 12 under? I think I'm, yeah. I don't know how, but it's going really good. And it's funny because I was getting them in four or five before I joined this competition. This is the first one that I've done. They've done it for a couple of times, I think. And we did like a couple practice holes, like in between, like it'll, they'll do 18 and then they'll kind of take a break for a couple of days and then they'll start it up again. And so I joined for the practice holes and I was getting them in like four or five, just because I don't know when it's not, when you're just com- like doing it and you're not, there was like no incentive. Yeah. I was just, just trying to get it in six. Yeah. I would always care. just try to get it as fast as possible. Cause I do it when I wake up and then I was da 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 da. But now I'm being forced to be thoughtful cause I don't want to lose. And then I sit there and I talk it out and I try different things. I also switched it to hard mode where you can't put the letters. Once you get a letter green, you can't put that, like, you can't just guess a random word. You have to use that the letter. letters properly. Yeah, so I because think that we talked about it before. You. It was about eliminating letters. We're like, oh, we're just trying to get it in like four. So we're going to eliminate as many letters as we can, use three different words with you yeah, know, 15 and different letters, and then we'll figure it out in the fourth one. Yeah, but we'll now f- it's not, not about that. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll let you know if I bring home the trophy. We should put money on it. But then I feel like people will cheat. I think, yeah. Just have to do it for the glory. And I'm in the middle of my plank and squat challenge. I did a three and a half minute plank today with 115 squats. Just have to toot my own horn for a second. Yeah. I think a lot of people dropped out of the competition, but. I actually watched her the other night in Chicago in the hotel room after the game do a two and a half minute plank. Yeah. That was simpler times, two and a half. God, I'd love to have that right now. Mm. I have to get up to five minutes in a week. That's crazy. And to, on top of being at home and Rigby, you know, know. laying on top of you pretty much. I know. <laughs> you work out. Rigby licks my face while I'm in a plank, which is like an <laughs> added, it's like a boss in a video game. Like you have to get past him to make it. It is brutal. Yeah. And it's, then he goes underneath you too, right? And then like licks up and like, lick. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. He's like a little, oh my gosh, he's a little pest. It's so cute. So you can't be mad. I know. But you also don't want to laugh because you're already engaging the core and you don't want to do anything extra. You're already doing It has plenty. to help I'm like the time near, go by though. You no. probably for a brief no. 10, 15 seconds aren't thinking about the time. No, I am. Oh. <laughs> well, you're not helping, bud. <laughs> no, I just try to find a good song and just go yeah. just go do it. Well, when you get up to five minutes, you're going to have to get into some like Queen or something. Yeah. Or like Hotel California. Yeah. Something. Five minute song. Yeah. I don't well, know. Send in your five minute song suggestions. Yeah. I need them. <laughs> Please help me out. I normally just do a big power ballad. I'm a power ballad girl. Yeah. If you like see me running on the treadmill in the gym and you probably think I'm just like listening to a banger and I have like, I don't even know, a I know. classic on. I won't even say it. What? <laughs> Oh, my favorite song. Don't reveal my favorite song. I'm People not going to reveal your favorite song. Um, let's. Uh, <laughs> you can't get out of your head now. No, I'm thinking about this road trip. Oh. I think, honestly, I've always been the just so excited to travel girl. I think out of everyone on the team, I probably travel the most. The most. I mean, we don't have kids. Um. I think Breeze traveled a lot this year. Yeah. And 
I'm going to all the games. Though. I think I think uh, a lot of girls go and then they skip games. If I'm there, I'm at the game. I think you've traveled the most. Yeah. I mean, I'm up there. Some people like don't travel at all. And then I think I'm there. This was the first. Uh, McKenzie, McKenzie traveled a lot. Yeah. This is the first road trip where yesterday, the last day of it, I was like, I cannot wait to be home. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if like 2020 or everything just like ruined me for travel, but I don't know. It's also, I have a lot of things to do at home foundation wise and everything in between that maybe I just felt like I was being pulled home, but, or it was the giant series that just drained me emotionally, physically, mentally, and everywhere in between. I was just so, I almost cried when the plane took off to come home yesterday. Right. I was just ready ready to be back it felt like a long one yeah um i mean i love 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 being in chicago and being there in the summer i feel like there's nothing like a summer in chicago it's the best going to the white Sox series amazing everything i thought it would be i just <laughs> seeing those little pinwheels up on the scoreboard I know seeing Southpaw. You have many reasons to love Chicago, obviously. That's true. But my favorite is going to the Adidas store and buying outfits for other people, like one David Vesey. That one was pretty good. He actually loved it. It's like very nineties, vibrant colors. And he leaned into it. He didn't even lose a bet or anything, right? He just, you were like, just do this and so he just did it. Here's the full story is I was in the store shopping, looking around and I ran into John Suhu and I was talking to John and I asked him if he wanted a pair of shoes or anything. And then we saw this mannequin with that whole fit on it. And I was like, oh my God, Suhu, like, look at this outfit. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, good. I'm buying this for Vassay. And he kind of laughed and looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. I'm buying this for Vassay. I'm going to have him rock it. you get his sizes? I know all the sizes. I mean, he's the same size as Suhu, right? So I got large shirt, large jacket. I got him extra large in pants because they're sweats and I want him to be comfortable. That's nice. And I you. know that he wore a 10 and a half in shoes because he stole my cleats out of my locker to race Adrian Gonzalez a few years ago. So I knew he was a 10 and a half in shoes. So I got him the shoes. I got him the socks. Pants, jacket, shirt. I got him a crossbody bag and a reversible bucket hat. And I got to say, he was rocking it. So we do have some listeners that aren't Dodger fans. I know it's hard to believe, but I actually met a few in San Francisco. I've had people write me that are Padres fans. Okay. And everyone in between. So we welcome everyone. They don't, yeah, they don't know who Vasse is. So Vasse is kind of the, like, I don't even know. He's like the Dodger insider baseball he's the am 570 host but he's kind of like almost like the like lovable like punching bag of the team he becomes like the butt of a lot of jokes but like we do love and adore him yeah and he's the best he likes to dish it out yeah but he also you know he can take a joke as well and you know it's it's a lot of like razzing back and forth a little banter yeah like I joke Friendly. that if like when I get mad at him, I tell him that I'm going to stop listening to his show and then he's only left with seven listeners. That's I, I say the same. <laughs> well, if you left, then he has six. Yeah. So he really needs us. Yeah. We're a good chunk of his show, but I do listen and I'll text him. I'll give him feedback. Sometimes I, I can tell when he 
he knows we're listening to the show. He'll well, kind of like play it up. I listen almost every single night on the way home. Yeah. Like that's my like, I kind of like wind down and I prepare for your three questions when yeah. I get home and then, you know, that's it. And sometimes I'll text him because I mean, callers call in and he's having conversations and talking about stuff. Sometimes I'll be like, Hey, this is, this is what happened. You're giving away all your secrets that you are listening to the show and you're giving feedback. Now everyone calling in is going to know that you're listening in your car. Yeah, maybe they'll make some comments. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, let's back it up to Chicago. Obviously, I joked before we went on this road trip that I didn't know who I was going to root for. Obviously, that's not true. But I have to say I am nostalgia filled when I go to Comiskey, Guaranteed Rate Field, The Cell, whatever you want to call it, and... I don't know. There's so much, obviously, the World Series in 2005. There's a lot of 2005 World Series stuff around the stadium, outside the stadium. I don't know what it's like for you going into somewhere. Obviously, you get super familiar with certain clubhouses that you go to several times a year, Arizona, San Diego, San Francisco, et cetera. Going there, like, is it, just tell me it's magical. I just want to know that it's magical in there. It's not magical. Oh, I like the clubhouse. I like the food room. Is and the staff just amazing and like totally Chicago and wonderful? The staff's good. Um, it's just not updated, right? There, there's the batting cage is in the middle of the hallway. Oh no, that's and it's like a pop up like batting cage. Okay, they're doing their best. Yeah. I mean, it, it's better than it was last time we went there. Last time it was outside of the stadium. Like we literally went through like a storage closet and then outside of the stadium and we hit like next to the parking lot. Oh. So I guess it's improved that it's inside yeah. <laughs> and next to the locker room. I wonder if they have plans to do any, I feel like clubhouses are in stadiums like are slowly renovating. Just depends on where there's space. Yeah. You just have to find space for it, which is the hard part. I mean, ideally where the warehouse or the storage place where we had to walk through with high ceilings would be a good place for it. But obviously they need the storage. For all yeah. Stuff, so I'm not sure what they'll do. I keep thinking it's a new stadium. And it's 31 years old. I think I just remember when it opened. I'm not going to age myself. But I just remember when it was fresh. And I feel like I'm still so young that I just think it's a new park. But things have changed so much. And what like a clubhouse being the draw for players to go there and like updated facilities and things that you guys probably, even when you started your career, you never dreamt of having at the field. Right. Yeah. And so I guess, yeah, in 30 years, a lot's changed. So that's a good amount of time. Well, you have to think about my perspective on a stadium is probably vastly different than your perspective of stadiums. So for example, when we go to Chicago to play the White Sox, we take the bus to the stadium. It drops us off right next to the little entryway to get into the clubhouse. And 
I don't even know if we're in right field, center field, left field, where we're getting dropped off at. I have no idea what the concourse looks like. I have no idea what anywhere outside of the stadium looks like because we're just like right inside. And then from then on, the only thing I see is from the dugout or the field. You, on the other hand, are outside the stadium. You get to walk around the entire outside, see the concourses, see everything going on in there, and then have your outside view looking into the field. So we actually have like yeah, opposite perspectives of everything. I actually enter through kind of by the loading dock, and then they have us take the cargo elevator up with like the big like fence that they yeah pull across like Probably that was the elevator like that we took horror movie yeah i actually was like candy man um it's weird being in the underbelly of a park that you grew up going to i will say but everyone is just so amazing <clears throat> there like the staff is i don't know i just love people from chicago but it might then- be an acquired taste but do you ever think about i don't know maybe like at this point in your career walking a lap around every concourse of stadiums you visit just to experience what's out there's some cool i mean you don't want to miss the paul canerco statue yeah there's been some places that we've done some stuff like when we went to toronto we went all the way up to the top and like looked down when we went to the tropicana um some guys went all the way up to the top and looked down um trop reminds me of a circus Globe I don't know life, why. Globe Life in Texas I when they first opened. Nope, we I didn't went, get to leave my little quarters in the corner. Yeah, we walked all the way up to the very top in right field and like looked down. We went in center field. We did all that, but we have it in every park. But like here's, I guess, the comparison I was trying to make. Like Chicago, we just show up, get dropped off on a bus and three steps and we're inside underneath. But then in Pittsburgh, the hotel's closed, so we walk across the bridge and then we walk around the entire outside of the stadium to get into where we go. So like, I mean, I know pretty much everything around the park in Pittsburgh and what everything looks like. And I could see something and know exactly where I was at. But if you were to drop me outside of (laughs) guaranteed rate somewhere other than where the bus drops us, I hate that name by the way, but continue. I would have no idea where I was. Because I've never, I've never seen any other part of the stadium. That's it's, so weird. It's to weird, me. right? Like, that is weird. So it's, it's in like, a weird spot. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, I mean, I love it just because it's like my homeland. But I think the hardest thing about that park, it's just so different. And this has nothing to do with playing there. But like, when we go back home for the holidays, and you, we go up to Chicago, and we're driving by. And you just see the guaranteed with the arrow pointed down. It's, it's just not a good sign. It's not great. We know it's not great. Yeah. It's not. It's just, yeah. I don't have anything to say about it. <laughs> it was sad. Like it was, it's a sad, that's a sad one. Well, uh, US Cellular bought like a 20 year, I want to say, like a long naming rights and then guaranteed rate bought them out of it. Because I don't think US Cellular exists anymore. They might. But they might not need to be sponsoring. I don't think they do. Oh, it says U.S. Cellular. Oh, well, stock is down 2% today. It's there. <laughs> I just don't think it's like in naming rights fill right now. It's not really a thing anymore. But it was cool. It was 
it's just a different experience. I mean, growing up, we went, my dad worked in the steel mill and their family day every year was, what are you showing me? I don't know what you're showing me. I can't read. <laughs> just say it. I opened my Twitter. Oh, okay. It's just weird that we're talking about the White Sox right now. Okay. And the first tweet says Trey Turner has a 1,060 OPS with a 1-2 count against left-handed pitchers since 2020. I mean, the numbers. Did you did you see the numbers? Um, some people might be wondering why this is relevant. <laughs> some people might not know. Oh, like what happened in the game? What happened in so the game? So Trey and we are like all over the place tonight. So sorry, Trey in the White Sox game was walked to get to Max, who then proceeded to hit a home run and be very spirited around the bases. And in the post game, Tony La Russa, the oh, it White was a Sox one and two count when he walked Trey. By the way, manager, yeah, um, was very confused why they were asking him why he chose to walk Trey when he had two strikes on him. And he was like, have you seen the numbers? Have you seen the numbers? Why is this a question? And so Justin's found this tweet that says Trey has a 1,000 OPS. 1,060. 1,060 It found me, by the way. I didn't OPS. find it. Did someone retweet it into your timeline? Yeah, Jerry. Oh, Jerry Hairston is a, he was a retweeter. My entire, I don't follow many people. I follow under 100 people. My entire timeline is Jerry retweets. Jordan stuff, bull stuff, bear stuff. Everywhere in between stuff, memes. Says it's the highest in all of baseball. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That was wild. That was a wild moment. <laughs> it was wild. It was a good series. It was a wild game. I had a lot of fun. I had a blast. Yeah. I got an Italian beef sandwich with extra peppers, extra jardinera. I was in heaven. Um, what else did I do? Well, you're out working. I'm just enjoying myself in the stadium. I got something in Chicago. What do you got? My thousandth hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> so it became like elusive for a moment. I and I actually like thought was I like... was the jinx because I was at the game Sunday with Tyler and Kat Tafoli, the Tafolis, and our friend Matt. And I was like, oh, I don't want to make a big deal out of this, guys. But, like, we're chasing a 1,000. And then... So you jinxed it. Yeah, I probably did. And then you didn't get it that day. And so then I go to the game on Tuesday with my sister. And I was like, by the way, we're chasing a 1,000. And we were just ready for it. And then it didn't happen. I think it was your third about. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen the first about. Didn't happen the second about. Went to the bar, got a drink, came back down. And... There it was. And you almost like took the head off the pitcher with it. It was, I knew it wasn't going to be a conventional head. It was either going to be like you get jammed and it was going to be a bloop. It was going to be like an infield. I guess that is kind of an infield single, right? what you got? I think considered an infield single. Yeah. Like yeah. I knew it was going to be something wacky, not wacky enough to be an error where it didn't count, but like I knew it was not like, it just wasn't going to be normal with you. I think the weird thing was, is I had no idea I was anywhere close to a thousand until I got to 999 and someone tweeted about it. Oh, see, I follow all of those, but just, I don't know. I, I was like, to. oh, 
Really? I always go on baseball references and creep all your little milestones. Do you remember your first hit? So you've had a thousand, you have a thousand major league hits, but a thousand hits in a Dodger uniform. Yeah. Minus playoffs and all of that. My first hit was in Australia. Do you remember who it was against? Wade Miley. Good for you. Yeah. I don't know the second one though. (laughs) Couldn't tell you that. Yeah, I don't know. Because how many games were real in opening series? Again, it was against the Diamondbacks. It was three games in Australia in yeah, 2014. Yeah, but some were exhibition. Was it a full series? No, full series, three games. There I remember. no way because you guys played exhibition game. We were only there for like three days. We it was were, two games. We were there for like six days, five days. What? And we played three games. That's a lie. Is that a lie? I'm pretty sure we played three games. <laughs> 99 honestly it was such a blur like we the flight there was so long i think what's screwing you up is we came back and then we had to play spring training games and the freeway series which didn't count that's right so oh that was so weird and it was a a two-game series i just looked it up so oh it was two games i am actually i know you think that that's probably why i only got one hit down there (laughs) I don't know if you started the second game. I didn't. Because you were still like competing for the second base me utility and spot and Sean Figgins. Well, me and yeah, me and D were platooning at second and Sean was playing everywhere. But you got, you started the first game. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow. Because I think you actually started your lo- the first game your last season with the Mets too. I don't remember. Yeah. In 2013. Mm. I was like, wow, They must have thrown day. a lefty. but yeah it was yeah it's crazy to think about i would love would you sit and watch a video of all thousand hits just like the bat not even where they land just like the bat contact would you sit and watch that i would yeah i'd watch it i would want to see like the difference of your swing throughout like that would be cool what about like the beard length and hair length Uh uh-huh i would love that the different uniforms yeah i would love that I don't think that's even... That'd be cool. I don't think anyone would... Someone get to work. (laughs) That is a big job. Like that is... I'm sure they've done that for like Jeter or something. But he had like 3,000. Yeah. Like that's like you have to go to a movie theater and get snacks to watch it. Hey, 1,000 is nothing to... I don't know what that phrase would be. I didn't know 35 guys had already done that. So 34, I guess. I think you're 17th for LA Dodgers. And then someone said like Brooklyn, it was 35th, right? Oh, really? I I don't know. know. I saw someone tweet that you were like 17th or 18th. And then someone else posted 35th. Dodgers on Sportsnet, it said like 18th player to accomplish this. I don't know. That's kind of cool. I mean, even if you were on like, you were like number. I don't know where the ball is. I hope Alex has it. Like we got it, but I don't have it. Were you, when you were running down the line, were you thinking a thousand? Um, I was just trying to be safe. But you like had it in your mind, like I'm chasing a thousand. Uh, I realized it when I like got past the bag. I was like, oh shit, that was a thousand. That was it. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought Jay Hay was going to come in and like barehand it and make some crazy ass play and throw me out. <laughs> and then you did the like, Got to get the ball. It yeah. was good because sometimes you think like you hit. I mean, I would have loved for your thousandth hit to be a home run, but you don't really always get the ball back for those. So no. I'm glad you just kept it to a single, an infield single. It would have been better if it came in a win. Yeah. That would have been better. I know, but it's okay. We still celebrate it. 
Celebrate it. At least I celebrate everything. Celebrate the little things. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. A friendly reminder to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Why would you want to? Rate and review if you have a chance. And thanks for listening. See ya. We'll talk to you all next week. <laughs> Bye. Boom. Pum 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 p